1: And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries. And we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Hebraic Bible Prophecy. This is part four of the series. Why is mixture harmful and Mixture was personified in the Garden of Eden by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? It was the mixture of good and evil. It personified Babylon. Your choice of Babylon or the tree of life. The tree of life personifies the Messiah, the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Zion. Eat of that tree or the alternative is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil a bad tree to eat from? Because it's a mixture of good and evil and it's mixture that dulls the senses. You see, when we go to vote politically, what we do is we vote for in our eyes what we perceive as the greater good. We will tolerate the evil. And the toleration of the evil, which leavens the whole thing, is actually upon which the Babylonian system is based. How is... The United States government able to deceive its people? Why is it that the majority of the citizens of the United States don't believe that the United States government is working against the people to erode the Constitution and to eradicate its sovereignty? It's because of what's presented out here in the storefront, and it has the appearance of good. It has the appearance of that you are free, that you can vote whoever you want for. But ultimately, locally, you can vote for a local judge. But, you know, you don't have direct control of who sits on the Supreme Court. And so we'll make it look like that you have freedom. But the ultimate issues are decided at the top and you don't have any control over that. So it makes you look like you're free. It makes you look like you're living in a wonderful world. And it's through the mixture where you have gotten confused. And looking at Babylon, we need to realize several things. And speaking about Babylon, it's a general term for the kingdom of darkness. And there is a historical, physical land of Babylon. It is in the area which we refer to as Iran in Iraq today. When we're talking about Babylon, we need to realize there's also a financial Babylonian system. You see, our monetary system in which we operate in today is not a biblical-based system. It's not a Torah-based system. It is a financial Babylonian system. Then there is a religious Babylonian system. That's all the religions of the world that does not recognize the God of Israel as the king of the universe, that doesn't recognize Yeshua as the Messiah. This is the religious Babylonian system. However, when I'm talking about the fall of Babylon, I could talk about those different elements and aspects, financial Babylon, spiritual Babylon, and how those subjects are not biblically based. However, I'm going to be sharing with you and speaking about the fall of Babylon of an end-time spiritual land of Babylon, which I'm going to present to you is the United States of America. So therefore, let's look at the characteristics of the USA as it fulfills it being the spiritual land of Babylon. First of all, we need to realize that Babylon is prophesied to be an end-time nation. Genesis chapter 49, verse 1. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. This word last is the Strong's number 319. It's the Hebrew word akarit. And akarit means the end, or at the latter time, or the last, or the hindermost. So let me tell you what will happen in the last days. Jeremiah chapter fifty and fifty one speaks about Babylon. In Jeremiah chapter fifty verse twelve, it is written, "Your mother shall be sore confounded; she that bare you shall be ashamed." Behold, the hindermost is what the King James says, the hindermost of the nations. But this is the Strong's number three nineteen, the Hebrew word akarit, which means the last. Behold, the last of the nations, or an end time nation, is what's being described here. In Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 37, Jeremiah 51, verse 13, we see that Babylon is described as being an economically prosperous place. A sword is upon their horses and upon their chariots and upon all the mingled people that are in the midst of her, and they shall become as women. A sword is upon her treasures, economic prosperity, and they shall be robbed. O oh, you that dwell upon many waters abundant in treasures your end is come in the measure of your covetousness Babylon is a world military power Jeremiah 51 verse 53 Though Babylon should mount up to heaven referring to a military power and though she should fortify the height of her strength yet from me shall spoilers come under her says the Lord and what you see here in this chart is in red is military bases that the United States has in the world in the years 2001 to 2003. And you can see how our military and our military presence is all over the world. Babylon is a kingdom that has defeated other mighty kingdoms through war. Jeremiah 51 verse 20. You are my battle axe and weapons of war, for with you, with Babylon, will I break in pieces the nations, and with you will I destroy kingdoms. The United States was victorious in World War I and World War II and brought down mighty kingdoms of that time. Babylon dwells upon many waters. Jeremiah chapter fifty one, verse thirteen. O you that dwell upon many waters, abundant in treasures, your end is come in the measure of your covetousness. And so America, we have the Atlantic Ocean on the East Coast, the Pacific Ocean on the West Coast. We have the Gulf of Mexico. We have the mighty Mississippi. And this is a land that dwells upon many waters. Babylon is a melting pot of nations. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 37. A sword is upon your horses and upon your chariots and upon all the mingled people. All the nationalities of the earth can be found in the United States of America. You see, the United States of America has been meant by the elite to make it a representation of what they hope what the entire world will become because ultimately they want to bring in one world government where all the cultures and the nations of the world can get along and prosper together. So in order to experiment with that, we have the United States where we have the different cultures and races that will have a system that governs it that is meant to be multiplied when there's a greater expansion of one world government. However, just as the God of Israel caused the Tower of Babel to fall, this will never come about. That is the plans of the elite to rule over the world will only be very short lived. And ultimately through the Messiah, he's going to come and he's got to fight against the nation and he's got to set up his kingdom which he will rule with his people, teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem. Babylon does not believe that she will experience judgment. Isaiah chapter 47, verse 5 and verse 8 is written, Sit thou silent and get you into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you shall no more be called the Lady of Kingdoms. And so the United States is regarded as being the richest and the best of the nations of the earth, the lady of all kingdoms. Therefore, hear now this, you that are given to pleasures, that dwell carelessly, that says in your heart, I am and there is none like me. I shall not sit as a widow, neither shall I know the loss of children. You see, people were amazed at 9-11. How could this happen to America? And the majority of Christians in this country don't believe that bad things can happen to America because after all, this is God's country. And so we're fulfilling the prophecy about Babylon that says that I am and there is none like me. I shall not sit as a widow. However, a fire is kindled in the cities of Babylon, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 32. And the most proud shall stumble and fall, and none shall raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it shall devour all round about him. Babylon is destroyed by an assembly of nations. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 9. For lo, I will raise up and cause to come against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country. Why does it say the north country? Because north is the direction in the Bible where problems come from. When you want to talk about great problems, great distress, you use the word north. From the north country, and they shall set themselves in array against her from thence She shall be taken, their arrows shall be as a mighty expert man, and none shall return in vain. You know what the arrows are? ICBMs. And when they are launched, they're going to hit their target and accomplish what they were sent to do. None will return in vain. So who today is the assembly of nations who's against the United States? Russia, China, North Korea, the Arab world, but Why is it that all these nations are so mad or hostile toward the United States government? The real reason is the United States government is the head of the New World Order system. That's where everything is being directed from. The plans are made and the implementation. And the money to do all these things is financed from and through the United States and the United States taxpayer. And so the nations of the world are seeing that this new world order governmental system is coming together. And the issue is now becoming not if it's going to come. It's pretty much in place. The issue is who is going to rule who? Who's going to be the king? Who's going to tell who what to do? And so Russia and China is sitting there saying, we're not going to let the Western elite rule over us and tell us what to do. We don't mind a new world order as long as we can rule over it. And so the reason why the nations are fighting against each other in the end of days is they're fighting to be the king of the hill of the new world order and they won't submit to another power. And so this is the reason why Russia and China and North Korea and the Arab countries are opposing the United States is they're opposing that the new world order will be ruled by the Western elite. They wanna rule it and so they gotta bring down the Western nations and the power of the Western elite in order for them to rule the world. The enemy's attack against Babylon is devastating. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 14. Put yourselves in array against Babylon round about. All you that bend the bow, shoot at her. Spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Babylon is destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Jeremiah in chapter 50 in verse 40. As God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, how did he overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah? With fire. How will Babylon be destroyed? Through nuclear warfare. In the neighbor cities thereof, says the Lord, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any son of man dwell therein. You take that literally, it tells you that ultimately Babylon, or as I'm showing you, the United States of America, will not be inhabitable. So you don't want to be here if it's not inhabitable. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 29, it tells us that Babylon will be totally destroyed. And the land shall tremble in sorrow. For every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon to make the land of Babylon a desolation without an inhabitant. The world is astonished at the fall of Babylon. It creates great fear in the earth. At the noise of the taking of Babylon, the earth is moved and a cry is heard among the nations. All the nations are going to fend for themselves because the stability that the United States has brought to the world will not be once it is in chaos and disarray itself. The Judeo Christian heritage of the United States has been destroyed. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 11. Because you were glad, because you rejoiced, O destroyers of mine heritage. The founders of the United States of America dedicated this land to the God of Israel, and to proclaim his name, it was founded upon Judeo-Christian principles which have been eroded in this country in the last 30 or so years. Because you have grown fat as the heifer at grass and bellow as bulls. Babylon is cut off in the time of harvest. Cut off the sower from Babylon and him that handles the sickle "...in the time of harvest." When is the time of harvest? Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 13, verse 39, "...the harvest is the end of the world or the end of the age." And so when it's time for the harvest of the earth to be brought in, for the great outpouring of the Spirit of God, this is at the same time when Babylon will be cut off and destroyed. Babylon refuses to repent of her sins. Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 8 and 9 it is written, Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her, take balm for her. If so be, she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her. You see, for God fearing people in the United States of America, 9 11 should have been a warning that we need to repent. But you know the wickedness in the United States of America is greater now than what it was in 9-11. The things that you see on TV now are more wicked than what they were prior to 9-11. And it's during the fall of Babylon where those who believe in the God of Israel... In other words, Jews and Christians who live in the United States of America will be leaving the United States and asking the way to Zion. And so they'll be asking about Zion, what Zion is, what are they to do? You see, they'll be asking for it. And that is why this message is so important, is because this message and the understanding of this message brings clarity about what we are to do when the judgment of the nations happens, when America falls, we can take comfort because we know the will of the God of Israel and that we are to look to return to the land of Israel. But the people who don't understand that, who don't know that that's what the Bible teaches, you know what they're going to try to do in this country? They're going to pull out their guns and they're going to try to fight. They're going to try to fight against the New World Order system and UN troops that are in this country trying to keep the country orderly. And Yeshua said that those who take up the sword will die by the sword. And see, for those who don't know the will and the word of the God of Israel, it will cost them their lives because they're going to try a non-biblical solution to the problems of the time. The biblical solution is to ask the way to Zion and to leave Babylon and return to the land of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 4. In those days and in that time. What period of time are we talking about with the phrase in those days and in that time? We're talking about the day of the Lord. In that day. The children of Israel will come, they and the children of Judah together. That's both houses of Israel, northern kingdom, southern kingdom. Going and weeping, that is repenting. They will go and they will seek the Lord their God. Who is the Lord their God? It's Yeshua the Messiah. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 6. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. How has the shepherds of Judaism caused the Jews to go astray? They're saying that Yeshua is not the Messiah. How has the shepherds of Christianity caused the sheep to go astray? They're saying that Yeshua is the Messiah, but don't follow Torah, don't keep the commandments. And so neither the shepherds in Judaism or Christianity is proclaiming a message that brings health to the exiles of Israel, which is the proclamation Yeshua is the Messiah and following Torah or keeping his commandments. So my people have been lost sheep. The shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. You know where it says they've gone from mountain to hill? You know what that's a reference to? Church hopping. I'm not satisfied in this church. I'm going to go to another church. Oh, I'm not satisfied there. Maybe I can find the answer there. They're going from mountain to hill because they know they're searching for something, but they don't know what it is, and they're hoping they'll find it in the next place. Ultimately, what they're searching for is Zion. And when they find it, that's when you can have peace in your heart because finding Zion is finding Yeshua the Messiah. Finding Zion is following Torah. Finding Zion is believing in the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the people of the God of Israel flee Babylon and return to to Israel at the fall of Babylon Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 16 for fear of the oppressing sword they shall turn everyone to his people and they shall flee everyone to his own land for fear of the oppressing sword for persecution and for the calamities that are happening in the United States so you that have escaped that sword you know what that tells you that we will not leave until the sword comes. Because the prophecy says it's to those that escape the sword. Go away, stand not still, remember the Lord afar off, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. So the people of the God of Israel, they asked the way to Zion. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 4. In those days and in that time, says the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping, they shall go and seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. What is this perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten? It is the covenant of peace of the Messianic era. It's Messiah ruling and reigning over his people, and there will no longer be any exile into the nations. That is the perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. So what is the way to Zion? It is the oneness of the people of the God of Israel, dwelling in the land of Israel itself, following Torah and keeping the commandments of the God of Israel with Yeshua the Messiah being the one shepherd over his people. That is biblical Zion. So therefore, if the enemy is going to attack the God of Israel in his kingdom, you know what he needs to do? He needs to separate these things. And that is what has happened because Yeshua being the Messiah has been separated from the Torah and even realizing that we're going to be called to return to the land of Israel in the end of days. But we have the Jewish people who believe in embracing Torah and believe that the land of Israel was given to them, but they don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. So there's a division in biblical Zion, and it's not until there is a unity with biblical Zion until we celebrate in a period of time known as the Messianic era. The watchman is called to proclaim the message of let us go to Zion. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 6. For there shall be a day. I would like to submit to you that day is today. That the watchman, I'd like to submit to you that the message that you're hearing is a watchman message. That the watchman upon Mount Ephraim will cry, arise. And let us go to Zion unto the Lord our God. If you receive what you're hearing in this message, what you will do is you will go up to Zion. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, Hebraic Bible Prophecy. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.